As a parent, no two days are ever the same. And let's face it, sometimes a little extra help goes a really long way. That's what's so great about Care.com. They make it easier than ever to find local, experienced, and background-checked childcare to help manage your family's ever-changing needs and schedule. From nannies and babysitters to daycare centers and tutors, find help for long- or short-term support. Whether you need an after-school sitter or help with homework, there's a large selection to choose from. And all caregivers who use Care.com are required to complete a background check before they're able to interact with families on the platform. It's so easy. Just go to Care.com and post a job for caregivers to apply. You can search for qualified candidates, read reviews and ratings, check their availability and send messages directly. You can even find other kinds of care, including housekeepers, dog walkers and caregivers for seniors. Find care for all you love. Sign up now and see why over 3 million families use Care.com. Visit Care.com today. Welcome to Big Blend Radio with your hosts, Lisa and Nancy, editors of BigBlendMagazine.com. Hey, everybody, welcome to Big Blend Radio. So many of you know that every second Tuesday and every second Friday, we host our food, wine, and travel show with IFTWA. IFTWA is the International Food, Wine, Travel Writers Association. So every second Tuesday, we talk with destinations that are members of the organization. Every second Friday, we talk with the travel writers, photographers, and bloggers about their craft and also their recent adventures. I mean, we go around the world with IFTWA, and we've been doing it for a number, number of years. So if you're in the industry or you're a writer, photographer, and author, go to ifwtwa.org. Now, today we're doing a special show because their annual conference is about to happen in September. It's September 18th, 18th through 21st in St. Petersburg, Florida. So uh, if you're a destination, if you're a winemaker, uh, a travel writer, you're going to want to go because you'll be in the Sunshine City. And apparently it's a big party and you get to network and do all kinds of cool trips as well. So go to ifwtwa.org. And today we're very excited. We have Madam President Chris Cutler here. Chris, how are you doing? Welcome back to the show. Oh, hi. Thank you so much. I'm doing okay. Thank you. Just got home on Monday. So trying are you jet to... lagged? I'm jet lagged. I'm jet lagged. Yeah, you're, you're in Europe, right? I saw you in Amsterdam. That could make you jet lagged. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> I love Amsterdam. That was the second time I'd been there. And um, the first time was only for like a day and a half. This time we were there four days. I loved it, except for the steps in the apartment we we rented, because they were about this. Narrow. I saw those. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. See, that's where that's the suitcase stays at the place. bottom. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I'm holding on, going up and going down because you know me, I would trip. I'm I'm with you with that. I do that quite often, and Nancy does it once a year. She does a really good fall, and I go, well, that's done. But um, good to have you back. Did you go to Italy? Because you normally did. You like buy you you bypass Italy. I can't believe this. <laughs> I um we no. Italy. We <gasps> did we did a river cruise. But but fear not, fear not. I will be back in Italy. The um, conference ends on the twenty twentieth, and I'll be back in Italy on October second. So not all right, so time between. 
I love this. Uh, we also have Wayne Atherholt here. He's a director of cultural affairs for the city of St. Pete. And you can go to hashtag St. Pete. Uh, anyway, stpete.org is a website for the city. So uh, whether you live there or want to visit, it's a great resource to learn all about the Sunshine City. So welcome to the show, Wayne. How are you? I'm doing real good. Thanks so much, Lisa. Hey, it's good to have you on the show. St. Pete is beautiful. Uh, we've been there a couple times over the last couple years. Beautiful beaches, a lot of nature. Actually, I think that's something that people may not realize is how the natural beauty of St. Pete, along with the history, the arts, the culture, the food, um, the natural beauty is pretty amazing uh, what you have. And you've got that beautiful bridge too, and with herons and it's, it's awesome. Oh yeah, we've got one of the most incredible waterfront park systems um, and public parks in general, uh, plus the beaches. Uh, it's just, it's it, it, the natural beauty of St. Petersburg is clearly evident, um, but there is a city built around it too. Yeah, because it seems like each neighborhood has a really good park. It's like mm -hmm. the quality of life seems to be at the forefront. Absolutely, um, and, and the neighborhoods are very unique. So when you get lost in St. Petersburg, there's always something to see. I, I did get lost there, but, there but that's, that's a happy accident. <laughs> there are 152 parks in Pinellas County, believe it or wow. not. That's yeah. a lot. And, and behind me, the um, photo that I have is actually of the downtown St. Pete waterfront near Vinoy Park. Um, white sand, you can go in the water there. They have volleyball, um, walking trails. There's a botanical garden and Arboretum right there. Um, it's, awesome. it's just a phenomenal city. I love St. Pete. But it's very active too. Isn't it, isn't it very sportsy too? There's a lot of sports. Um, I would say so. It's a very sporting city. There's a lot of biking trails. It's a very bikeable city with bike lanes in a number of uh, areas. We've got a lot of east-west corridors. We've got the Pinellas Trail, which is uh, Pinellas is the name of the county, uh, and the, that connects the um, city with the county and goes all the way up to uh, Tarpon Springs, actually. I ride my bike on that a lot. Cool, cool. So this is where the conference, um, I know with COVID, it's been hard to get this conference going because, oh. I mean, it's with anything in this country and around the world with COVID. It's like, oh, we're going to do it. And then it's like, oh, <clears throat> excuse me, I do not have COVID. <laughs> but <laughs> let me just cough through this. <clears throat> excuse me. I need to get my mask out. <laughs> yeah, really, really. I just like they went down the wrong way. But Chris, tell us a little bit about IFTWA as a whole, um, as an organization and why you do this conference. Okay. IFTWA is a nonprofit organization um, that is comprised of travel writers, food writers, wine writers, and um, either DMOs or CVB, you know, destination um, destinations and whatever. And basically um, we write to promote different de destinations or restaurants, um, wineries, so on and so forth. The, we have about 200 and I wanna say close to 220 members now uh, all over the world, Canada, Italy, Portugal, um, South America, Mexico, the islands. Australia. Yeah. Australia. Oh, God, yeah. Don't let me forget them. We have a couple in Thailand. Um, so we're, you know, we've got almost in South Africa. So we've got all of the continents except um, the Antarctica um, covered. And um, we 
as an organization, try to help our writers improve. So that's what the conference is. It's a professional um, development conference. And we offer um, two days of workshops to help writers improve. For example, our workshops this time will be um, how to improve your writing, how to improve food writing, um, how to do destination videos, how to write pitches for editors, um, how to master SEO, which social media is a big thing right now. And if you are a writer of any kind, you have to have a knowledge of SEO, which is search engine optimization. Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't know that. So we're offering help with that. And then how to do Instagram reels. People know how to do a post on Instagram, but now the big things are the reels which are sort of like short videos. Um, so we're doing classes on that. We have a, a keynote speaker, Chef Dean Max, who is the um, owner of DJM restaurants out of South Florida. Mm. And we have a huge culinary panel, which I'm thrilled about. Andy Harris, who is um, oh, the host yeah. of this Southern California restaurant show on AM 830. Um, in LA is hosting Dr. Barbecue Ray Lampy, um, Chef Ann Kearney, who owns Oak and Ola, I think it is in Tampa, Laura Riley, who writes for the Washington Post, and she used to be a writer for the Tampa Bay Times, and David and Pamela Fay of Shogun Farms. Um, and I mean, his culinary panels are always great. This one's going to be just hit it out of the park. Ed Childs is involved, Sterling um, Caviar out of Southern California, Melissa's Produce. Of so course, yeah. We have a lot of fun things <clears throat> happening in this. And, and as I said, we hold it to help um, educate our members and to create um, opportunities for them to network. And then also to introduce them to our sponsors who will hold the marketplace. And our members can go around and talk to the different sponsors about their um, destinations and possibly, you know, work out a trip or something so that they can write about it. That's awesome. And, you know, over the years with doing the IFTWA shows, you know, doing the different destinations, it's been really exciting. I mean, we've gone from Park City to the San Juan Islands, Whidbey, Camino, um out in you know washington state to now we're doing uh, panama city you know it's like i know excuse me pensacola i get confused because we used to live in both places now we're gonna have to move to st pete but you know we'll just go for a few weeks because that's how it is as we travel full-time but it's um you know it really shows the diversity of our country with these destinations that we chat with it's always exciting to hear about what's going on in Park City. Everyone always thinks of Sundance, but then we find out, yes, you can have wine in Park City, by the way. Yeah, because <laughs> that's one thing people think you can't. There's a distillery there. It's cool. Uh, so well, you hear all these new things that you wouldn't think of. The, the interesting thing, too, about that is, is that, um, I mean, we don't have, for example, Las Vegas is not one of our sponsors. You know, they don't really need to go and sponsor these. But we had um, six weeks ago, we had a press trip to York, Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. And I were talking about it prior to that. People kept saying to me, because I was one of the ones chosen for the trip. 
what are you gonna do in York, Pennsylvania? Well, I have to tell you, there's a lot to do in York, Pennsylvania. And one of the things we did was um, a beer trail. And he took us, there are more breweries in York County than anywhere else in the country, according to what they well, I, I need, I, need to I think it's per capita is how he put it. But it's like, what, in York? And York yeah. the, the snack food capital of the world. Who knew that? I didn't know that. Hey, listen, we're recording this on National Junk Food Day, so I'm, I'm getting excited. <laughs> this is great. Well, you know, speaking of food, let's talk about St. Petersburg and Wayne. Um, I'm going to bring you back on because I think it's when you think about being coastal, people automatically speak to like, oh, we want fresh seafood in Florida. There's just something magical and you're on the, the Gulf Coast side. But, you know, there's this um, fresh seafood yet there's like dining with the ocean view cocktails. There's something about Florida and cocktails. What, what's going on with that? <laughs> uh, one of my favorite subjects actually is, is cocktails. That, you know, well, that welcome to the show. This is what we talk about on a daily basis. <laughs> and we I, practice I, what we preach. <laughs> I, re I remember I judged a, um, a cocktail contest where you had to, to judge, I think it was like 36 cocktails. Well, let me tell you, by the end of it, you know, I couldn't tell A from B from C and Anyway, there's a lot of cocktails in St. Petersburg. It's it's if you think of the um, the city as one giant theme park, there are areas that are heavy in arts and culture. There are areas that are heavy in restaurants and bars. Um, lots of waterfront, lots of interior stuff that that has got funky neighborhoods. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of um, a lot of bars, lots of interesting stuff, plenty of restaurants. There's there's waterfront. Um, you go out to the beaches, there's a lot of waterfront um, restaurants out there. Um, there's happy hours all over the city. I, I would love to be assigned a, a, you know, to write about the happy hours in St. Pete. I think well, that's really true that. because it is happy hour. It's like, you know, there's something, I mean, just the whole state celebrates happy hour, but you know, it's cool. But, but going, you know, it, it's the weather there is so nice. And to end the day with a sunset and a cocktail is, and some fresh seafood uh, for those who eat that. Or, you know, to me, what's really cool too about your area is that it's so uh, diverse in uh, biodiverse when you think about nature, but diverse in history. You've got the Spanish, you've got the indigenous people, you've got, you know, hey, Cuban food. You've got, I mean, uh, so when I talk about cultural diversity, it means the arts thrive and the food is phenomenal. That's what I always think. Absolutely, and Florida is the crossroads to South America, and and it, it oh, shows. Oh, that's true. Yeah, um, and we've got a very big uh, German and Eastern European population, and, and a British population in in the St. Petersburg area. A lot of Eastern European um, bodegas um, have opened up along the Fourth Street corridor, Fifty Fourth Avenue. Um, some various areas of St. Petersburg is very ethnically diverse. Um, it's a terrific place to be, really, and, and you can find that in, in a lot of the restaurants. There's very few types of cuisine that you could not find now in St. Petersburg, whereas you know, 20 or 30 years ago, you'd be hard pressed to find a bologna sandwich downtown. Oh, wow. So it's it's really grown. And I mean, it is named after St. Petersburg in Russia, you know, so you've got that Eastern, you know, European influence coming into. But when you think about um, the food, it's so fresh. That's what I noticed about in, in St. Pete is like, 
everything was fresh and vibrant. I don't know if it's the weather, I mean, local farms, but um, yeah, I think I need to go back. You do. <laughs> oh, definitely come back. I yeah. have to add, don't forget the Greeks. Okay. Oh, that's true, yeah. Even though or the Italians, Springs, if she's on Parkin the show. Springs is like 25 miles north. We have a huge Greek influence also. And I think one thing, Wayne, you and I talked about this one other time. I think the fact that we have so many locally owned restaurants is great. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's, that it's a, true, um, yeah. That's one of the things that makes St. Petersburg, I think, um, unique is you do not have the, the chains within the, the, the core of the city. The city center is really primarily all independent um, restaurants, independent bars. It's a very eclectic thing. And, and generally, um, when somebody visits from, from out of state and has not been there, they're very surprised that, that there is an art influence throughout just about everything that you come in contact with, whether it's a, a the interior of a restaurant or a bar or a street corner or a park a mural, yeah, whatever. May, may yeah. I bring that up? I, I, I'll tell you honestly, the first time I was in St. Pete was probably 40 years ago. And I thought, never, never. And about five years ago, after our son moved to the area, we, my husband and I were driving around and got caught in a rainstorm in downtown St. Pete. And there was something magical about where we just happened to stop the car. It was near Central Avenue and 4th, I think. And I fell in love with it. And the next thing you know, three years later, we bought a condo in downtown St. Pete. Um, but one thing that I noticed when we were driving around were the murals. There are murals all over the place in downtown St. Pete. And then as you move out, they're still on buildings. And Wayne, you had something to do with that, didn't you? Yes, we, we, um, we started the a mural festival uh, about uh, eight, nine years ago. Um, I was at the time director of the Morian Arts Center and we did an urban art show. Um, there was a lot of graffiti artists in the city and they were typically not looked upon as being, you know, artists, um, but they're truly talented. And so when I left the Morian Arts Center and in my current role as director of cultural affairs for the city, I wanted to do a mural festival. And so I got all the right people in the room. I knew that there was a, somebody who wanted to do one really desperately and we needed to have a financial uh, group and, and so forth, some volunteers. So all the right people came in and we decided to go ahead and do it. And the city funded, the, the well, we still fund it, um, but we started and, you know, the nice thing about it is we bring in artists from all over the world. So we've now got eight years worth of, of a festival where it's the best artists from around the world, as well as a lot of local artists that there. So there's now over 700 murals and these are truly art. Um, 700 murals throughout the city, at least. That's um, huge. We cover this as this is as we travel the country. One of our things is public art across America. And the, the important thing, I think even in COVID, I was telling people, come on the show, talk about the art because murals people can do with their kids. It's like a treasure hunt. And it often the art will obviously is whatever the artist wants to do. But 
and well, obviously there's a communication with the city too about that. It's like, we don't, don't censor don't, it at all. You know what I mean? It's like, don't paint the Alps when you're in, you know, in St. Pete, but you never know. But in, so what normally what we've seen is that the public art tells the history and tells the story of a community that you're in. And for visitors coming in, sometimes you'll just, you'll drive into a place and it's, you're in that weird, uh, you don't want to go to the big attractions because they're about to close kind of thing. It's a really cool thing to go walk or take a driving tour and look at the public art. And it, I think there's just something about showing when you have public art in the community that the community invests in art. It's like broad blanket statement, the arts are important. And as we watch in schools and things like that, that art programs go away, this is something that, um, I don't know, it's inspiring. It's it's a really important thing that cities get on board with this. I could it's, do it's 10 shows on it. <laughs> it's important. It's, it's absolutely critical. We, you know, we started this because of a, a number of reasons, um, but it is, it has turned the city into an open air museum that is accessible to all. It has given artists an opportunity and, 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 um, a lot of them have taken advantage of it to go on and do other things. Um, there are photo shoots in front of them. There are licensing agreements. That's that what I say. Instagram. Here we go. Instagrammers. It's, it's very, yes. <laughs> It, it, exactly. It's very Instagrammable. Um, when we, the first membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better, you really can do it. But nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. There is no better time than the present to explore the lucrative commercial real estate offerings from Reef. Visit rreaf.com backslash investor. Featured on Fox News, Wall Street Journal, Yahoo Finance, and many more. We're not a crowdfunding site. We own and operate all our properties. Come see why thousands of individual investors have decided to trust Reef with their real estate investments. Call us today with any questions. Hedge market volatility with Reef. Open to accredited investors only. Visit rreaf.com backslash investor. Festival that we did, I was a little concerned because it was, you know, this stuff is very big and bold and in your face. And, you know, everybody is an art critic when it comes to, to this kind of thing. Um, but when it was finished, it was really nice seeing alleys that, that previously were something that none of us would have gone down. And just at dusk, you see grandparents with their children and taking pictures and their interactions and, and it, it has really truly transformed the, the, the city in my opinion. Um, and I'm glad we got started on, on it, you know, eight years ago is instead of now, because we've now got this beautiful collection. Um, like I said, it's, it's an outdoor um, museum of, of urban art, really. It's free. It's free. And uh, Chris, this is something for travel writers, you know, to be able to do again, like you, you get into town, it's one of the first things you can do in between you know, the stores and the attractions that you can photograph to tell the story of a, of a, a destination. It is. It is actually. And as you said, you know, Instagrammable writers are always, you have to have Instagram if you're a writer of any kind. And having those murals is, you know, the perfect thing. And like Wayne said, it's open air, it's free. You just walk around and you see them. 
And I want to add that even the electric boxes mm -hmm. that are on I love stickers that. have art on them. And, yeah. and one thing that always attracted me to this is the fact that it um, helps with graffiti, with yeah. tagging, because mm -hmm. a tagger will not um, destroy someone's artwork. Mm. which you know, we like and we think it keeps the city beautiful it's it adds color when you go to st pete i mean i i got lost but I, I i don't care i like to get lost but everything every time you take a turn it's like there's color everywhere and when you talked about the independent stores i think as writers we're looking for that because our audiences now i and it's got nothing to do with age you know, it's it's about authenticity of sense of place. And when you think about these independent mom and pop shops, restaurants, they have their own signs. It's not your typical whatever, whatever sign, because I'm not promoting them. <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's like, just even if it's just like a totally hand painted, you know, come in and get my tacos kind of thing, it adds this you know, real experience. And so I think that's something that's really, really nice about St. Pete is that there's color, it's vibrant, and it's sunny. And who does and then there's palm trees if you need some shade, I mean, and cocktails. And mm -hmm. our, I mean, so you've got this really cool thing. But for writers to be doing a conference in that kind of setup, um, I think that's something important, because we do look for the authentic thing, right, Chris? That's something but, that's important. Well, and that's it. You and I've talked about this when we talked about Italy before. Yeah, yeah. When I go to Italy, if I take friends or if I take people to Italy with me, I try and stay away from Rome, Venice, Florence, been there, done that. Um, it's not Italy. It's not the authentic thing. And, and St. Pete is so authentic because it has all of this um, local stuff. There is a Saturday morning market. If anybody comes in a day early for this conference on Saturday morning, about three blocks from the hotel is the Saturday morning market where they have, um, you know, farm vendors and everything, but they also have bakeries and they have artists and so on. I think there are 220, mm, about happened. that point, 220 vendors that are there on Saturdays, they have live music, people get up and dance in the aisles and stuff. I mean, I fell in love with this city be because of the atmosphere here. It's just so, so it's diverse. Vibrant. So it's yeah. vibrant. It, really it is vibrant. That's what I think it is. There's something about bright colors. It feels relaxed. It doesn't feel like, oh my, you know, you're not like, oh my God, this is this the traffic or whatever, but it is a city. You just kind of, it's chill, man. And then I was looking at all the photos of the city's festivals and then they've got like reggae festivals. And I'm like, dude, yeah, this is it. I'm coming. I'm going. They had a French awesome. fry festival. What? Yes. I missed it this year because I was in Europe. But last year we went to the French fry festival. I want to go to the French fry festival. Fender had French fries of some sort. You could have any kind you wanted. Okay, that beats out Waffle House. And I love my no, Waffle does. House. <laughs> Sorry, I know I'm not supposed to talk about this chain things, but if it's got, if it's, you know, smothered and covered, I'm in, I'm in. It's something about those hash browns, but I think that's really cool. Well, food goes with this all, but, you know, going back to the writers coming out, um, I think it's really cool because you have, and with all the other conferences over the years, it's pre and post uh, 
travel opportunities too, right? Exactly. And this year we were able to um, have offer, excuse me, seven different pre and post trips. So I don't remember which one is which, but Orlando, Fort Lauderdale, Bradenton, Anna Maria Island, that's one, Punta Gorda, Sarasota, Tampa, St. Tarpon Springs, Tarpon, was it? St. Pete, and yeah, St. Pete is um, taking them up to Tarpon Springs. The interesting thing is this St. Pete um, Convention and Visitors Bureau, excuse me, covers um, the whole county. So there are like 26 burgs that are included in that. So it's not just the city of St. Petersburg, it's Clearwater, Tarpon Springs, St. Pete Beach, which is different from St. Petersburg. Yeah. India, um, Indian Rocks Beach, you know, all of those things. So in that, um, that's a post trip. They're gonna be doing a lot of fun things like kayaking and biking to Honeymoon Island and taking the ferry to Caladese Island. And then they're going up to Tarpon Springs to the sponge docks. Mm. So that should be fun. And Tampa, I don't remember what Tampa is doing. They may be going to the zoo. Mm. Well, Tampa, yeah, Tampa's huge. That's a I cool community well. is going over to Anna Maria Island or is taking the writers over to Anna Maria Island. So. See, I think that's really neat because it's also part of the networking experience, not just being in the hotel and networking, but exactly. going out and having an experience. Writers want to connect with other fellow writers to learn from each other and support each other. And I've learned that with Iftwan and, you know, met with a lot of writers over time, but it seems like everybody tries to help each other, even just sharing on social media. Oh, exactly. And, and I'll tell you this. I mean, I moved to Florida 18 months ago with one you know, view of what Florida was. Um, and, and I'm not just thinking St. Pete, but I have learned there is so much more in Florida than what I knew was in Florida, even like oh. in Orlando and this area and stuff like that. Don't even get me started. I love Florida. I mean, you've got the panhandle is really cool. And where St. Pete is located is really kind of cool. The way there's, I mean, there's wineries going up, you know, up the state and stuff like, you know, there's, there's gators. I mean, I'm sorry, I love gators. I am a big swampy gator person. And I, I go out and I look for them and there's water birds. And I know people go to Florida just for birding. Bird watching is a oh, big yeah. deal, you know, so I'm sorry, gators and birds. That's my thing. I'm into and, it, you know. <laughs> and, and I'll add that we have the, um, we've been voted to have the best beaches in America in this county. Um, I forget oh. how many years in a row. Wayne, do you know? I don't remember. It's it, it's many, many, many years and, and several different beaches too. St. Pete yeah. Beach, with Soto, Clearwater Beach. Yeah. And then you've got the lagoon areas too for people fishing and boating and and doing all that as well. So it's, it's the wetlands. I mean, you guys have so much out there. It's awesome. So for travel writers, you're going to network, you're going to meet destination CVBs. So that's good business development. And then at the same time, learning and then being in a beautiful setting. But it's at the Hyatt Hotel, right? That's the one thing I wanted it's to bring Hyatt, up. The um, Hyatt downtown St. Petersburg, yes. Oh, I love it when you can stay downtown. I, I forgot to mention this too. From that hotel... You can basically walk to 
One of them's a little far, but you can walk to like 11 museums. Ah, oh, that brings us to way museums. How many museums are in St. Pete? Give us an overview of what, I mean, so there we, seems we, a lot of art museums too. Th there's art, but there's also history and, and science and so forth. So we've got about 12 museums. Um, everything that the most recent museums that have opened with is the Museum of the American Arts and Crafts Movement, which is the largest museum in the Tampa Bay area. Uh, that just opened. It's, it's uh, about a hundred million dollar project, um, privately funded. Um, wow. The Imagine Museum, which is a contemporary glass museum, which is in the My Grand favorite. Central District. That's a fabulous place. That recently opened. The James Museum of Western Art and Wildlife Art is also a relatively new museum opening. Really? The wildlife art. So for all the birding people and the outdoor nature yeah. people, that's a that's and, that's and rare Western, to find, by the way. That is rare to find a wildlife art yes. museum. Yes. It's very rare. Close from our hotel. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, you can walk to all of these. Um, they're in, if it's a little too far to walk, we have a, a trolley system. It's they're rubber wheeled trolleys, but um, uh, that is active along Central Avenue. And then um, in the fall, I can't remember if it'll be in time of the conference or not, but the bus rapid transit system is being built and there's art uh, built into all of the shelters there. And that'll be going down First Avenues North and South. Um, the bus rapid transit. Um, That's so, cool. there's, uh, so there's 12 museums. In fact, the, the, the first art gallery south of Atlanta was in St. Petersburg. With 40 years of experience, thousands of investors, a proven track record, and more than $3 billion in assets under management, Reef provides exceptional commercial real estate investment offerings at the click of a button. Visit us at rreaf.com backslash investor. We own and operate all our properties, and that's important because we have skin in the game. Unlike the middleman, you can call or visit us anytime. Hedge market volatility with our lucrative offerings, open to accredited investors only. Visit rreaf.com backslash investor. Oh, wow. So the, the city has a big history of, of being an artist uh, colony, if you will. The third museum in the state was the Museum of History. That opened in 1922. Um, the, the Florida Orchestra was born out of a, a music club called the Caruso Music Club. It opened in, in 1922 also. Um, so there's a lot of history with the arts in St. Petersburg. It's an, it's a, you know, an old and fairly urbane um, place in Florida. Um, mm -hmm. There were more people in St. Petersburg than there were in Miami when St. Petersburg was being founded. Wow, and you think, you know, being, you know, on the, on the coast and in the Gulf, that brings in all kinds of people over the years in history, you know, and, oh, yeah. and opportunity and rum runners. And <laughs> I don't know where the rum runners came in. I just thought that sounds good, but it yeah, probably they, they was. Have, yeah, they have, they have rum, nice rum runners out at Harry's Beach Bar. In <laughs> there's also the Chihuly. Don't forget Chihuly. Oh, yeah. Really? Yep. There's okay. Dale Chihuly's got the largest collection of Dale permanent the Chihuly art in St. Petersburg. Um, there's a museum of really? history. The museum of, the museum of Fine Arts is one of the finest uh, general museums, most encyclopedic museums in the Southeast. Um, there is the Holo Florida Holocaust Museum in, in downtown. Um, wow. Great explorations for anybody who's got families and children. Great explorations is right next to Sunken Gardens, one of the oldest botanical gardens in the Southeast. Oh. Um, the Carter G. Woodson Museum, which is our African-American um, history museum, is, is also in St. Petersburg along the historic Deuces 
trying to think if I oh the Salvador Dali Museum also. Oh, that's right, dude. We can't leave that out. Are you kidding no, me? I, that's like, dude. I, <laughs> I spent eight years of my career as their first marketing director. I can't forget that. <laughs> but I mean, um, Salvador Dali, that is so huge because I think you have to go overseas, right? To go, yeah, you've got to go to Europe uh, other than that. And I mean, he's, he was nuts, man. He used to take his anteaters out for walks, you know? Yes, yes. But, it's a great <laughs> experience. Oh, I, I want to go. I remember when we left St. Pete, I went, I didn't do that. And that is like one of my bucket list things in yeah. life is to go to that museum and so there's, you know, there's niches for amazing. anybody who's into to, to writing you've got performing arts you've got the african-american story in st petersburg yeah all the museums don't you have a trail an african-american history there trail is, as well there is an african-american heritage trail and it starts along 22nd street south in the historic juices area uh, it's a terrific trail um and it's very uh informative in fact we just recently unveiled um, a lynching monument. Um, so Whoa. the city is finally recognizing some of this dark history in its its past. And, and it's it's it needs to be recognized um, because it was it, it happened. Um, so we finally uh, unveiled a, a lynching monument along 9th Street South where a lynching took place in the city. Wow, wow that you know it's it's been a the last few years have been challenging for cities on what to do, how to do it, how to please everybody you know on the history front and, and you and you can never please everybody right we all no, know that no. but you, you can acknowledge you is important i think that's yeah. the one thing that needs to happen is acknowledging and interpreting there's so much history that um is kind of you don't know about and i think that's you know i was on the history uh, museum website and finding out things about florida as a whole that happened in st pete that i i was that there was a colonies british colonies there i didn't know that you know you think about the 13 up up where we are right now in connecticut uh you know we're recording and i'm like wow they had all of this other stuff going on i had no idea florida's yeah, got some cool stuff going on and st pete did you know there were i think there's seven flags that have flown over the state of florida over the years wow um, kind of like british, texas british yeah. the french the 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 spanish they were Confederate, uh, even. Yeah. So yeah, there's a lot. Wow, wow. So this is a good place. It's good fodder for travel writers and photographers. Yeah, there, there is something for everybody in St. Petersburg. If your niche is is one particular thing, there is a story there. Absolutely. Um, and and it's fairly easy to to ferret out um, just by exploring the city. Right and on. I have to bring up too that. Um, even if you like sports, you don't like to play them, but you like to watch them, we have sports. Mm -hmm. I mean, right from downtown, about a mile away from the hotel is Tropicana Stadium. I'll watch Men in Tights all the time. <laughs> and they're in town. They are in town during our conference. And then, of course, we have the Lightning and the um, Buccaneers and also the uh, Tampa Bay, which is a soccer team, and we go to their games. Those are really a lot of fun, and That's that cool. is about three blocks away. Their stadium's three blocks away from. The well, road. see, but this is the thing about travel riding. You know, there's. I mean, that's why we're the big blend, because once you, you, you know, hit your star, your hat on one star, you start finding all kinds of things. So you may be going for sports and then you'll find out this. I mean, sports is a huge part of tourism. 
it's huge. You know, I mean, look at all these stadiums being built by cities, Wayne, (laughs) across the country just for that. And so it's a huge thing. And so people may be focusing on sports, but then they're going to write about the food and, hey, you want to go to the beach. So, you know, tourism and travel writing and photography goes everything from food and wine, like Iftwa talks about, but history is part of it. There's people that just travel and go to graveyards. There's people who travel just for music, you know, like, or for Salvador Dali. I would drive across the country just to go to that museum. That's been a bucket list, you know? So it's really um, travel writers going to a conference. It sparks the idea to not always do the same old, same old too, as travel writers. You know, I think it's important to get out and experience something different, a different place, which is what we all love, but to open your mind into something you wouldn't normally always write about because you, you can get stuck in a rut and going to conferences is one way to pull yourself out of that. It is. And that's what I, I'm really excited about the pre and post trips too, for that very reason, um, because they're also different and they're things that a lot of people yeah. normally do. And then I'm also excited because of the museums, because there's such a variety of museums. So you think, well, I don't know about going to a Western museum, which is the James. And I had that attitude, but I went to it. It is phenomenal. It and the Imagine are my two favorite museums in town. Well, you know, going to museums is, you know, sometimes you'll be writing something and maybe you've got a snap, like I'm one of these people, I'll photograph every interpretive sign because sometimes like you'll go on Wikipedia and it's not all 100%. I'm just saying, I'm not knocking Wikipedia, but you can't really exactly. rely on everything out there. So interpretive signs, you know, people have duked it out. <laughs> to yep. Whatever goes on in that little square, it's been duked out by historians and, you know, everybody. So I think that's a, when you go to a museum, you see those signs, you get the, the experience. You can talk to historians and docents who know the real story. You can record it, whether it's video, audio, writing it down. You can't get that off of just playing Google, okay? Because you're just regurgitating the same thing other people have done. So you have to go to these places. And then you get these stories that, you, you know, that are hidden a lot of times. Exactly. And yeah, so I, it, this is exciting. I do want to say this before you go. Uh, this conference, if you're not a member of IFTWA, you can still go, right, and participate? Yes, you can. Um, all they have to do is go to our website, which is, okay, I have to remember the letters in order. IFWTWA.org. I say it all the time. And, there, and there's a link on the homepage that will take you to conference registration. It costs a little bit more if you're not a member. But if you decide to join us afterwards, then the difference is kind of refunded in your dues. Yeah, you're grandfathered in or grandmothered in. Exactly. <laughs> well, thank you both for joining us. Uh, I want to give everyone again, the website is ifwtwa.org. Of course, tune in for our second Tuesday and uh, second Friday shows here on Big Blend Radio. Uh, and also uh, go to stpete.org and that's S-T-P-E-T-E.org and uh, learn more about St. Petersburg uh, through the city website. Uh, and then you may be moving there, who knows? They've got all the information there, you know, so go check it out. And of course, keep up with us at bigblendradio.com. Thank you all for joining us. Thanks so much, Thank Lisa.
There is no better time than the present to explore the lucrative commercial real estate offerings from Reef. Visit rreaf.com backslash investor. Featured on Fox News, Wall Street Journal, Yahoo Finance, and many more. We're not a crowdfunding site. We own and operate all our properties. Come see why thousands of individual investors have decided to trust Reef with their real estate investments. Call us today with any questions. Hedge market volatility with Reef. Open to accredited investors only. Visit rreaf.com backslash investor.